say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. We are back with another episode of Doubly Negative. The numbers are relevant. We're still here. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Chris. How are you? Uh, I could be better. As you saw, my wife and I posted an episode on the Singly Negative, which is available on Patreon.com. But before we get into you know, the context of that episode, did you have a few words you wanted to say kind of about what our plans are for the Patreon? Beautiful segue. Mm-hmm. I was even like, I was even like, is he going to start talking about that right now? And it, it, it's perfect. Um, yeah, Chris and I are, we are experiencing a, a renaissance of motivation for mm-hmm. our singly negative, which is where we put our more personal content and everything that just doesn't belong on doubly negative. Way uh, too personal. Like yeah. some would say shocking. Controversial even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We got this podcast. You guys know what we do here. And then everything else that we want to share, that we want to express about our lives or or whatever whatever else goes there. And um, to be honest, we, we, we go through periods where we post more and then we slack. And uh, right now, Chris has got his series going on, which is very exciting. And uh, I'm going to start a new one, too. I've already recorded my first episode, but I haven't posted it. But we both got new series. We, we both want to post more. So we're actually thinking about uh, celebrating this this surge of creativity and motivation by making some posts on the Patreon public as of October 1st, Chris. So, you, yeah, October 1st, but you're saying free? Yeah, like, well, paid content? It's crazy, isn't it? Inner personal, it's pretty much an inner monologue of our deepest, darkest feelings that we just put yeah, on we the internet. We shouldn't do it for free. You're right, no, not free. No, no. We couldn't. No, but but maybe we should. We we could. Let's do it. All right. Let's October do it. 1st. October first. October first. We're gonna make some content free for for one month. For the month of October, you guys can. Uh, for anyone who's not subscribed, it's the ones who already have subscribed, we love you. Uh, mm. you guys have been with us for a long time, and yes. we love you. But everyone who hasn't subscribed, you can come in and check out select posts for for one month. Um, and and yeah, that's what's going on. And just to be clear, when you say select post, I think you mean we're going to unlock some of the previous posts. Like, for instance, the series I do with my wife where we talk about kind of our infertility struggles and, you know, trying to have a baby. I'm going to unlock both of those episodes that are out and we're going to put more out. But I'm going to let Kyle select his own posts that he wants to be public because some of it is just too personal. We can't unlock all of it. You can't do all of them. That They're would just... be. That yeah. would be insane but we're gonna unlock select posts and anything that's posted from in the month of october doubly negatives get spooky we're big halloween guys so in order to celebrate Mm. halloween um there's also gonna be um kyle and i are gonna dress up in spooky outfits that are a little risque and we might post a couple pictures (laughs) that's also gonna be on the patreon first i'm hearing of that i don't know if i can send to that but we'll see doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> yes, Chris does, doesn't but... care about consent. You heard it here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we had a conversation about jokes like this a couple days ago, and it's already gone out the window. So, um, yeah, we're going to have – it's going to be good. There's going to be a lot of personal stuff on there. Um, 
stuff that shouldn't be seen by the public, heard by the public, but it will be for a limited time. So it's something you're going to want to subscribe to, and it's something you're going to really enjoy. We won't let you down. That's right. Yep. So now that that's out of the way, I guess we can talk about... Well, should we give too much away about this? Because we do talk about the singly negative, so I don't know if we should give too much about it away. Well, some of the stuff I do on singly, I I'll talk about it more generally with you here, and then go into it a little bit. But that's the place where we really go deeper into the stuff. So yeah. I, I would imagine the stuff you're doing on singly is going to be a lot more, yeah, deeper and more personal. But but I, I don't see any problem with mentioning it here. Yeah, so long story short, we started uh, getting tested with uh, the infertility stuff, seeing if we have any problems. Um, I splurted in the cup, talked about that last episode. Numbers came back good. <laughs> I actually sent them to Steve to, uh, last night because he was like talking about it. I was like, no weed pressure. I told him I wasn't smoking because the whole it lowers sperm count thing. And I went, hey, my cum's good. And I just sent him the picture of my results. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the count's high. The mobility is high. Um, but the testing kind of stalled because found out Michelle was pregnant. And, you know, we've been here before. We tried not to get too excited. But no matter how hard you try to not get too excited... In this situation, especially for me and her, our minds start going, this could be the time. Like, I think we're finally doing it. And you take all these little signs that might indicate that you're further along than last time, that, oh, things are going well this time. And then, same result. Miscarriage. Not good. Shitty. I just... I'm past the point of being sad and I'm at the point where I want to put holes in my wall. Which is very frustrated. So that's confirmed now? Yeah, no. Yeah, very much confirmed. I probably should have followed up with you as a good friend. No, no, no. That just that just sucks, man. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh it sucks, especially because it's like when you find out that's not the end of it, she has to go through this fucking physical gauntlet of just terrible feeling and being constantly reminded every time she goes to the bathroom and just sucks. And I feel bad for her, especially like she always checks in on me. Like, so how are you doing? Cause she knows it's not all about her, but I mean, for me, the worst part is seeing her get up as upset as she gets, but she's, she's handled it like a true, uh, true warrior this time around. And it sucks to say, but like her mom had reached out and said, Hey, I'm sorry to hear about what's going on. And I went, Hey, well, I mean, we've got plenty of practice. So, I mean, it's getting easier, I guess, but that's not a good thing. Maybe it can be in a certain light from a certain perspective. Yeah. But it just raises more questions. Like, is it possible that we can do this or not? And getting a no to that question pretty catastrophic is it yes yeah 
I mean, we're already even talking about the possibility of just adopting next, not even trying to get pregnant anymore. Because it's a lot for her physically and mentally, a lot for me mentally. So we're kind of already kicking the tires on adopting. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, I, I know that's not what you want exactly, but it's a very good option, I think. Yeah, and it's a fulfillment in a different way. I guess. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We're going to take some time to let it process. Like I was saying to her, I don't think we're in the mental state to be making any long-term decisions or like big decisions like that at the moment. But uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm talking like I'm a football coach at a press conference after a tough <laughs> loss. We're going to move forward. Uh, we're putting in the extra reps of practice. Um, we'll see you next Sunday. I'm talking like fucking Mike Tomlin. Have you ever heard of one of his press conferences? I don't. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it was just yeah. We did what we had to do. We executed in practice. Um, They're all like that. The outcome was not what we had anticipated, but moving forward, we're going to do this, this, and that. So yeah, I don't know why I'm giving this like a like a coach at the at a press conference after a loss, but I mean, I guess it's kind of like that. So um, yeah, we're gonna if move you do forward. adopt. If you do adopt, what kind of race do you want for the baby? Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying. All babies are wonderful. All, no, no, no. All, it's, all it's colors the... are great. But you have an opportunity to kind of select your stats moving forward. You can, you can create your character. Do choose I want the attributes athlete? you want. Do I want a doctor? <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. oh, God. Might have to cut this. <laughs> but i'm just saying i just had that thought isn't that kind of so it's like in the video game when you go to create your character and, and i'm just seeing babies and you pr press the arrow and there's a black baby and then an asian baby and then a white baby and it's got the, the bars of the stats <laughs> do, do me a favor don't use this as the intro clip at least i can do that that's all i'm asking i can do that um yeah we're not um I was gonna say I can't. Uh, yeah, we're not. Um, we're not gonna be too picky, because I know it's, especially with infants, because preferably we'd like to adopt an infant. I suggested, you know, maybe a child that's a little bit older, given the fact that they might have a harder time getting adopted. But uh, we we don't know really much about the process yet, or what it's gonna. I don't think you can just go in and be like, oh, hey, yeah. you're my kid. So we'll have to see what the whole thing is like before we can figure this stuff out. Yeah, you want all of the child's traumas to be your doing. You mm. don't want to get one with traumas already, right? I mean, even then, if we could kind of fix the traumas. I don't know. We're fixers. We want to fix things. We want everyone to be hunky-dory. Sure, sure. I'm so, just thinking of that show that... uh. Oh, this is a nice segue too. I didn't even plan it. This Plus is therapist us. Nick. Yeah, exactly. This is us. So I Michelle, know, I know I was going to say that because Michelle was saying it's kind of like this is us because you know in the show they you know they adopted then they got pregnant then they had their own kids and the mantra she actually <laughs> she made a drunk purchase on Amazon the other night and it's kind of like the mantra that they have in this is us where it's like and then they built a beautiful life that they wanted or something. What something do you mean she bought it. 
there's a sign that we have hanging up in our house now that has the mantra from this is us oh that's so gay i kind of like it yeah live laugh love right yeah not that there's anything wrong with that right kyle no of course not you know the sense i mean i know but I know. I'm going to have to cut that too, right, Chris? No, with you. Don't stop. I'm just saying, with your history. <laughs> I got to cut everything. I'll just yeah. talk about the good things. Oh, yeah. Things are great. Yeah. With, with your cut history, with bigotry and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. So. Well, I am coming back to America too. So I guess I got to be a lot more careful. Yeah. You got to tiptoe. Yeah. You act like I ask you to cut a bunch, but I never ask you to cut anything unless it's certain jokes that I'm not going to rehash now. My best jokes. My greatest hits are the ones that have been cut. <laughs> so that'll be on the Patreon as well for the unlocked here. Um, Should we do that? Kyle's greatest hits. <laughs> it's, just, it's just awful hate-filled things that I say sometimes. Yeah, and no one's laughing but you. You're going, ah, and then everyone's like, dude, this guy is totally off the phone. You were laughing. Miles. The last one, you were laughing. No, it was funny. I la- I would put your greatest hits album on. Okay. Yeah, certainly. Um. Oh, so we can kind of segue away from the depressing stuff. Uh, our good friend, speaking of therapist, Nick, and this is us. Oh, you had something to say about that till I cut you off. Well, that's basically it. Just, it just same as Michelle. It reminds me of this is us because they adopted uh, a kid. I think they were actually foster parents for a kid that was quite a bit older in her teens. And she was a handful. Um, that's just what I was thinking of with the, the trauma baked in already. Um, and then, yeah, I know you wanted to mention the the same man anyway. Oh, yeah, Nick, him and his lovely bride-to-be. Congratulations. Uh, birthday gift, late. I'm not going to dock you points on that, Nick. It was a little late. But birthday gift nonetheless. A um, little Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. And I figured we would do a little live tasting here to see. Hold on. For those that aren't listening. It's a healthy glass you got there. Oh, that's easy to drink too. That's going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be an issue for me. Um, that's good. That's real good. So thank drink you, a Nick. couple glasses of that, and you'll put some holes in your wall, right quick. Yeah, yeah, Irish whiskey especially. I'll just start thinking about the royal family and how I think it's ridiculous, and then I'll start fucking. Um. So how's everything going with you, Kyle? I mean, you've had the uh, the more tumultuous uh, thing going on. Um, how are you doing in your road road to recovery, for lack of a better term? Well, Chris, it is um, tumultuous indeed. Tumultuous indeed. Where did I leave off on the you're, last episode? You're back in therapy and you're seeking as much therapy as possible. Yep. That's kind of where we yeah. left off. Yeah, man. So it's just kind of like all day, every day, just dealing with the pain of that. And I wasn't really able to function doing much else. So I was just kind of, what, what do I do? How do I feel better? Um, and one thing that kept coming up a few times was mushrooms uh because steve loves him he's telling me uh, i don't know maybe i should blur out his name whatever he does them pretty regularly steve and... stan stan sawanska dicks 
That's his last yeah, name. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve Stansko Stansko Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I know that guy, too. Big yeah. fan. Also, exactly. Steve Stanislawanskadix. I don't know if you're listening. Probably are, but I've always been interested, but I haven't had the balls, so we'll talk. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, so he's always talking about him, and I've done him in the past. It's been, it, it had been a while for me. Um, but I saw that as an opportunity to, it, it's something, right? Break me out of my normal everyday pattern, which is just kind of ruminating over what went wrong and why I'm feeling so bad. So do you have that readily available to you in Bali? Not exactly. Um, and you can get in a lot of trouble for that in Bali. Yes. Ooh. But there's an island, uh, a two-hour boat ride away, that sells it extremely readily. You ask any guy our age or younger, and he's got them. And they explained to me that it's totally fine because th- there's mafia that makes it fine. Uh, you like all the drugs are extremely illegal in Bali, but you go to this other island and it's fine. It's no problem. Yeah, I, I feel like if someone says no, I, I know it's illegal, but I got a guy that says it's okay. Feel like it still doesn't make it okay. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it's basically okay. And if you if you walked around on the island for a minute, you'd kind of understand because it's tiny. Um, everybody there knows each other. They're pretty much smoking weed right on the street. The locals and uh, it, it's it's a totally different place. They don't even have motor vehicles there. They, you just have to walk or take horses or bicycles. Um, so it's kind it's kind of its that. own thing. That's, yeah, uh, it's, it's nice. Yeah. That's uh so do you have a trip planned to go there? Already, buddy. You already went or you already have a trip planned? Already back, yeah. You're already back from the trip? That's right. And you did mushrooms. Well, Chris. Yeah, so I'm dealing with that pain. Uh, I'm going to fat rewinding a week and just just thinking about it and just struggling and like it just kept getting worse too it didn't get it, it was like usually like there's phases of the breakup and eventually yeah. it'll get better but this was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse yeah three weeks and it's just getting worse and i i think this was after our last podcast did i mention my therapist no showing on me no yeah man i so it started getting really bad on on this day um, where I just couldn't stop thinking about it even worse. And basically I, I should kind of explain my thoughts. Th- this is kind of a, a theme for me, both when I was in the relationship and out of the relationship, my thoughts are just shifting where the relationship is a positive thing, or I need to escape from the relationship and they're always shifting. And, and in this week, that I'm talking about, my thoughts were shifting from this is tough. All breakups are tough. I just got to get through it. They were shifting from that to fuck, I made a mistake. And you've already seen me like that. It's just awful. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to schedule an additional session with my therapist. That was my thought because I have one weekly session and I was like, okay, I'll do do another one. So I just felt like I really needed to talk to somebody. So I scheduled that session. He didn't show up. And now I'm like even deeper in the hole. I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I ended up going for a run and I felt better. But but that feeling just kept going. And I, then that's when I decided to go to the other island to kind of escape, get out of this environment. So 
I drove two hours and then took the boat two hours and then I'm there, but I'm still going through the same thing. I'm still like Googling things, YouTubing, regret after breakup. And then when I'm there, I stumbled upon attachment theory and went full circle. And this is the damnedest thing, Chris. This is the loyal listeners will know that I was talking about attachment theory a lot. After the first breakup and when we got back together, I was talking about it a lot. And and when I got back together with Tika, one of the things I was saying was, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to I know I have this issue, but I'm going to work on it. And now when I look back on that, I didn't. I don't know what happened. You didn't didn't work work on on it. No. I wasn't in therapy. I wasn't really following up on it. It's like, it's like, again, the thoughts shifting after I got back together with her, the thoughts shifted from, I got to get back together with her. I value this relationship. I'm going to work on myself to complacency. And then eventually I got to get out again. It's like, I, I, it's like I completely abandoned that train of thought. It's like when you don't have it, you're like, okay, what do I need to do in order to secure this again? Right. Yeah. You were given the opportunity to, you know, rekindle that relationship without even having to work on it. So you're like, oh, fuck it. There wasn't like a, hey, figure this out and then talk to me. It was a, okay, talk to me and then hopefully you figure it out. Right. But you took that as like, not going to figure it out. And that's kind of like our style. Me and you have like a similar, like, I'm not going to make a doctor's appointment. I'm not going to follow up on this. I'm not going to do that. Just in our nature to not want to have obligations or kind of face what our issues are. I feel like that's something that we have in common. Um, It's easier to put it off than to deal with it. And in my case too, I think you're absolutely right. But so something I'm kind of exploring with my therapist about this is that those different voices in my head saying conflicting things, my tendency has been to to see them arguing with each other. And one of them says, you got to be free. You're not meant to be in a relationship. And the other one says, no, you've got this issue with attachment. You should be in a relationship. You got to fix this. But they're just yelling at each other and they're not making any progress. They're just saying, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Right. And the thing that's so tough about that is like, there's no right answer and you don't know which one is right. Right. Cause you're looking at it. Like it's like when you see your parents fight, it's like, I love both of you. I don't know much about the situation, but I can't pick a side. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the, it really reached, well, not yet, but it was reaching a peak of despair in Gilly. Uh, should I, yeah, whatever. The place is called Gilly. And I, DEA is going to fuck take that place down now. Cause yeah, we know gotta, they're listening. We know they're listening. This is the first time I've been like, man, I got to cut something out. Cause I'm going to get deported and, banned from this place um you're back in america for good and then you're canceled and then you have to go somewhere else oh man that would suck so yeah i'm uh so i I stumble upon this stuff and i swear man i forgot about it for months and now i stumble upon it again and i'm reading more in depth than last time and i'm I'm reading this specific page it's called free to attach.com and it's saying what what avoidant people go through during breakups or before and during breakups and it just described me perfectly and it was saying that avoidant people basically they get very uncomfortable and they're triggered by security and love so the more you feel that the more you deactivate quote unquote 
And then that's when you just, you stop feeling anything and you feel like you got to escape, right? So that explains why I felt like I had to escape. Yeah. Now, and from, when... the, from an outside perspective, I, I shared that sentiment where it seemed like you had like a good, secure relationship with someone who you really connected with and vibed with, where it was just like comfortable and you had that, like, like you said, security and love yeah and that and that's you're giving voice to one of the most fucked up thought patterns i had well it's i don't know it's, i never had a good reason to break up it was it was never like we never had any real issues she's not a toxic or abusive in any way it was always just like doesn't feel right right and that's because it felt good and what you maybe know, I don't want to go I don't want to and what I don't want to go anywhere like that all right I was gonna say well what you know from relationships and like your idea of relationships doesn't seem good so therefore doesn't feel right let's get back into that let me just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. get through this okay so I read that and now my shots my, my thoughts have almost completely shifted over to fuck I made a mistake but I can't talk to her again She's probably healing already. I can't talk to her again. So I'm talking to my sister and Steve. I, I rely on both of them sometimes. I, I talk to you a little bit too, but sometimes I want to save stuff for the podcast, you know? And and I just and they and both of them say, Well, you can you can text her. It doesn't you don't have to do anything rash, but maybe you can text her. I'm just like, no, I, I can't do that. Then I do the mushrooms the next day. And it takes me, I don't know how many of the listeners have done mushrooms, but everybody has different experiences. Some people say, oh, you're just going to laugh. You're just going to have fun. That's not my experience. My experience is it shows me what's going on in my mind. So I already knew what was going on in my mind, but it just took me deeper into it. And I did end up texting her. I texted her. And I actually had been writing it already the day before I wrote it, but I didn't send it. And I just said, it happened again. I feel like I made a mistake again. Um, I just wish we could talk and I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, and she responded and she said uh, how much she'd been hurting. And uh, we just kind of opened the, open the dialogue. And we ended up having a phone call for about an hour. And uh, one of the main things I mentioned to her, and, and this was this was why I ended up feeling kind of not not okay. I felt I felt really guilty for even reaching out, but the fact that I've already started therapy and that I've kind of committed to this on a bigger level um, was kind of like a okay. I'll give you permission a little bit more to to text her. Like you've earned it. Something like that, even though it's a really small step so far. But but anyway, she really appreciated that, the fact that I had already started therapy and that I was trying to figure it out. And we, we made plans to see each other. So, um, so yeah, I want to get back into the mushroom trip, but I'm just going to finish this up real quick. I got back to Bali the next day. I met her, and we... 
we talked and it's just, it, it went way better than I could have thought. Like we, we didn't make any real decision about whether we're going to be back together or not. I told her I'm going home. Um, but she listened and she's really supportive, like too supportive, I think. But, but yeah, just, I, it, it went really, really well. And just like a huge weight's been lifted. I feel so much better now. And, uh, I don't know. We'll talk about what it means. I know I sound goddamn crazy to to have gone back and forth two times like this, but that's that's what happened. So I do want to say my initial reaction to you reaching her out is, wow, Kyle, that was really selfish. Yeah, I know. That's not where it ends. So just hear me out. I think just because of what has happened in the past with you and her and the fact that you have gone back to where you've had this, you know, inner conflict and you've decided, okay, I need to go back to her. And then you ended up at the same spot. And now you're at the point where you have broken up and you reached out to her again. You're kind of sending her through the ringer. So to me, I hear that and I'm like, God damn, that's really selfish. But you made a good point when you said you're going to therapy, you're actively working on it. But what you need to do now is make a conscious effort. It's not like you did last time where it was like, I need to work on like my attachment style and why it's kind of fucking with me and why I kind of push that away. You need to make a conscious effort and not put that in the background this time. So if you can do that and go forward and, you know, rekindle things and everything works out, everyone's happy. There's rainbows and butterflies. That's fantastic. But if you are to, you know, potentially go back into a relationship with Tika and you put that in the background again, that's not a good thing for you. And it's even worse for her because she does not deserve that. So of course. me as your friend, I'm telling you, you need to make a conscious effort to kind of work these things out before you break her heart again. Of course. Yeah. And that's just one of the voices you just gave. You gave voice to one of the, the personalities in my head. Not that it's multiple personality. Right? I think most people know what I'm talking about, but that's yeah, that's a very important point. And of course, and that's that's the biggest regret I have is from the last time. And it still doesn't really make sense to me that I didn't follow up on that. But I think you, you made a you, you made the most important point when you said I just didn't need to. I'm lazy. And I didn't need to. I I, I I realized it was important the last time we got back together. I said I was going to work on it. And then I just didn't. But uh, this time, whether we're back together or not, I, I, or, I mean, you already know I've, I've already started. And I'm going back home largely to continue and find more help. So, uh, yeah, I, I already know it's a problem. And, and this is something that I was kind of going through myself is, this is a problem for me, whether I'm single or whether I'm in relationships. So it really is very critical in my opinion for myself, like something I can't ignore any longer. Yeah. And it's something you need to work out for yourself, but you know, especially in a relationship, you clearly feel really deeply about this girl. And one of the worst parts you had mentioned multiple times was seeing how much you hurt her. So anytime you have doubts in whether you want to continue therapy, whether you want to continue working on yourself, just remember that feeling you felt when you didn't have this girl and you were putting her through what you put her through. 
and that's not to discount what you're going through because that's tough as well. Like you're, you don't want to do what you're doing, but you are trying to grow yourself. And, you know, you made the mistake once where you kind of let it go on the back burner. And I'm someone who encourages growth. People make mistakes. That's why like, we're so, we, we both agree, like cancel culture, for example, Oh, someone said this six years ago. Well, they they're not the same person they were six years ago. Let's see what they have to say now. So it's kind of similar, kind of not, but like as long as you keep growing as a person, you fix what's going on with you and you're not, you know, leaving a bloodbath behind you in order to fix yourself, you know? I know bloodbath is kind of strong, but like don't don't leave any yeah, it, victims in your pursuit of growth and fixing yourself. Of course. Yeah. And um, there's a subreddit specifically for the specific type of problem that I think I, I've got. And I read some of that. And then I even made a post similar to the post that you and I read the relationship advice posts. Yeah. I wrote like I 34 M that. Yeah. And, um, man, that is a very supportive subreddit, extremely supportive. Uh, in any way I got like 10 responses and a couple of them, well, one, one was like, because I, in the post I described the situation and I said, man, what do I do? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to put this girl through the ringer. Like you said, yeah, but I'm just feeling intense regret and da, 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 da. And one of the things, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, one of the things I wrote was I want to work on myself, but like, man, I really love her. And I'm afraid that if I wait too long, I'm just going to lose her. Like, that's like a, a fear. Pretty low, low quality fear, but it was very intense. And and one woman, I think, I think she's a woman, replied and said, well, my ex just lost me because he reached out too soon. If he had worked on himself first, maybe contacted me in a year, I would have been open to it. But he's done this push-pull bullshit with me for a year, and I'm over it. So that was one, and I was like, damn, that is that is logical. And some part of me says that is – that's correct. I should not put her people, through it. But then but then other people – People will reach their breaking second. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then other people were saying, well, why not just – see if she's open to it. And this, this was the the one that ended up really sticking in my mind the most. The guy said, listen, you're in therapy. You clearly care about her. Kind of what you said, but then he said this, and this was really key. said the, the notion that you need to be perfect to be in a relationship already seems to be an avoidant tendency in itself. Why are you making the decision for her? And that's kind of what stuck to me. It's like, why am I making the decision for her? And I think there is a good reason to make the decision for her because we're falling into like an abusive pattern. If I keep yeah. doing the push pull. Right. Yeah. But ultimately I guess that's the advice I wanted to hear. And it sounded logical in, in at least some sense. So that's, that's what I went with. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, I don't want to sound corny here, but I am, proud of you for putting it out there in a public forum because when you when you do something like that you you face 
the you know the possibility of like getting abuse and saying you're wrong you're an asshole what the fuck are you doing you were willing to you know kind of be vulnerable there and you were accepting of the advice that was given to you and you took the advice seriously and that actually is a good segue to i think the number one reason why i decided that it was okay to reach out and it's that and and I I should have known this the first time. I really don't even remember what I understood the first time. Probably go back through the podcast and, and remember. But my problems are not unique. They are unique in one sense, but it is a very common thing that's been studied and understood and cured in a lot of people. And a lot of the the stuff says that about a year you can make really good progress on this stuff. And there's very proven methodology that works. Um, and and that was kind of like, damn, why didn't I do this before? And all right, I can, maybe, maybe I can do it, you know? And, and there's actually people on that Reddit that have done exactly what I've done to people and then kind of fixed it. And it's happily ever after, right? I mean, there's no happily ever yeah. after, but it's, that's what's worked for them. I don't know. So, I want to take a step back and look at this situation from a whole here. So I want you, because you're a very, we've talked about it before. You're not a big believer in marriage or true love and yada, yada, yada. I want you to take a step back and see what you're willing to do to fix yourself for this girl. And I want you to see what this girl is willing to let you do in order for you to get to a point where you can both be happy and, you know, just together, right? I know you're doing it for yourself, but what triggered that? The situation with Tika. So just remember, like, you're flying across the con- like the globe to come find yourself and fix yourself off of the situation that's going on right now. And that's what you're willing to do kind of for you. You wouldn't have done this. It wasn't for Tika. I don't think you may have pushed it off. I don't know. It could be, but just look at the lengths you're willing to go to. And even three weeks later with her in the back of your mind, post breakup, you went to an Island to do shrooms. You're coming home. You're taking a more, like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you're you're doing more to fix yourself because of this situation and how deeply you care for this girl. And I want you to remember that going forward. Anytime you think, we don't know what's going to happen in a relationship, but anytime you're having doubts, remember what you're doing to get to the point where you're both happy. Yeah, I get it. You're saying, uh, yeah. In order to avoid making the same mistakes again, try to remember how important it's been for me in this last month. And even though things might feel comfortable again soon, uh, don't don't fall into that trap of just thinking that I don't have to do the work. Um, and, and that's been another thing that I've kind of had to try to keep in mind is those feelings will come back 
it's nearly they will. guaranteed. They will. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to kind of be prepared for that and understand that because, and I, th- I think I've said this many times on the podcast about maybe this, but especially depression and the opposite is feeling really good. Feelings, emotions can be so uh, like they bring amnesia really. They really and do. Yeah. When I'm feeling depressed, I forget what it's like to feel happy and vice versa. And when I'm feeling secure with Tika, like I have been, I forget what it was like to feel like I got to escape. And then when that comes back, it then I forget what it feels like to feel secure. Right. Yeah. So what, what you said is absolutely correct. And that, that is um, other advice that people on that forum have. That's like, write a list of qualities that you like about this person. Like why you're, why you're in love with them journal. Some of the most journal, some of the moments when you felt the most connected with them um, kind of your advice, right? Recording in some way, keep track of, of why you're doing this and, and don't lease later that. Yeah. It's just, it's just important to remember like the reasons why you're there in the first place, the reasons why you fell in love mm. and just really appreciate those because you're not going to get that in other relationships. I mean, you might, but just appreciating what you have, just being in the moment and saying, wow, this is fucking awesome. Cause like, I think I've talked about it a, a few times on the podcast, but like even sometimes where even if me and Michelle have an argument and the way we like resolve it, it's like, ugh, like it's refreshing to feel like how well we communicate. And I don't know. Just having that feeling of this is great where you get to a point where like, I don't know, just even being close to them, you don't, you, you feel like you want to be closer, but physically it's impossible. Yeah. I really want to know where that comes from in you. Why are you and I so diametrically opposed? Why, why are you so biased towards that not in a, not in a bad way but why are you so secure in relationships like that i think it's because i'm willing to get there i don't know if you're willing to get there because of your past bias of why are you willing works. to get there you're kind of missing my point where does it come from i'm not saying like why am you know, i you know able to I mean? get to that spot i don't think there's an answer to that question though i have no idea like we've talked about how like we don't like free will. We're not sure. Like it's all molded from certain situations and it could be, I don't know. Maybe I watch too many Disney movies. That's what I was going to, that's so funny. I was going to say, maybe you watch Disney movies on repeat. Yeah. It might be. I don't know. I'm just, I'm willing to get there. And I don't know why. I I don't accept that one. But why are you willing to get there? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just go off of feel. And there are certain times where, you just get that like in relationships, there's ups and downs. And when you're in those ups, I don't know. I can feel it in my stomach. Like I can feel it sounds corny. It sounds so corny, but like almost like butterflies, like, holy shit, this is, this is so awesome. Like even talking about it now, I want to leave and just go hug her. <laughs> like, It really does sound corny, but it's just. 
it's someone you know you're willing to put the work in for, which is what you're doing for Tika right now. Our struggles are very well documented from what happened a year, year and a half ago. Our, it's very well documented. It's all on the internet. Patreon.com slash doubly negative. Uh, I mean, I've I've been very open about it. Like, I'm willing to put that work in for her. And I can see how much she appreciates that. I just want to know where it comes from and why some people have that and some people don't. But yeah, I don't, I, I, you can Google as much as you want. You'll never find an answer. I don't think there is an answer. I think there probably is, but the, it can't be found by me. Maybe it's a willingness like you're you're allowing like you allow yourself to potentially be disappointed in the future. No, but it's. It, I'm going back further than that. Why are you willing? Why do you allow yourself? See what I mean? Maybe it's because you really appreciate that feeling when you have it. Nope. You you see, you're you're still saying you're still saying things that are kind of like choices, quote unquote, like appreciate or not appreciate, allow or not allow. I'm saying, no, but is appreciating something that. a choice? Is that a choice that I, oh, like, oh, I, I, I like that you're doing that. Right. Why? No, I get your point. No, it's not a choice. But, but why, why do you appreciate, like, keep going back. You see what I'm getting at? You want to dig down to the childhood. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's a good question. If we're going to dig back into childhood, for me personally, I was very attached to my mother. Very, very attached. Would have anxiety if she went out, wasn't answering. I thought she would be dead. Maybe it's my anxiety. Like, oh, what if I never have this again? I have to appreciate it while it's here. It could be from me being extremely anxious all the time. Hmm. Just like, I got to appreciate this while I have it. And if I don't have it, what's going to happen? I don't know. Like, just needing to have that. So it could come that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I've never really thought of it that way, but now that we're speaking it out loud. Which, side note, why I love having these conversations with you. Ah, oh, me too. Me too, buddy. You never really think of it until like you're speaking it out loud and it's kind of like you're going to question it and then, oh, boom, maybe that's why. I, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, and there, there's more there too, of course. Like, because that you just kind of described your childhood relationship with your mom very briefly, but the dynamics of that are what really matter. Um, yeah, I mean, I've talked about my relationship with my parents now and where it was. Um, they've got issues. Zero contact with them now. But as a child, I was very like attached to my mother. She was very loving when I was a kid, but probably over loving. Because she had anxiety as well which is why I probably have the anxiety I have now. But with their issues, the drugs, you kind of lose that. You're like, oh, yeah, don't need that. I have this. So um, maybe if I get into drugs, I'll lose that. But I don't plan on it. <laughs> I just remembered that um, you really don't feel good when you're alone, right? Yeah, I... um. 
even today actually so i went disc golfing with nick in the morning and then michelle was in mystic like i do appreciate alone time but i alone time with me is alone time with my wife being That's at not home, alone time no i know but for me it's like i like i guess maybe i'm kind of codependent well we don't have to say that but i just asked because so me even me and Steve Paskinkowitz, what's his name? I don't remember his last name. It's been Whatever. so long. I always Kaskowatskowitz. Yeah, He's Polish, uh, Polish. Him and I always kind of compare issues, and, and we're pretty shockingly similar in a lot of ways. But uh, one thing we are not really that similar on is this stuff, the attachment stuff. He's always had an easier time in relationships than I have, and you too, and if I can point to any one distinction between me and you and me and him, it's that it's how much alone time do we tolerate or appreciate. And you and him both uh, are both kind of on the other end of the spectrum than I am. I think that, I think that might be pretty central to this issue. And the, and of course it goes back to childhood. It's, it's not because I like my alone time now. Why do I like my alone time now? Okay. Go back into childhood. What was happening where I felt more comfortable alone? I felt more secure or safe alone. I don't know. But whatever that is, is probably the root of what's going on. Well, that could go back to me with my relationship with my mom at at an early age. Like, I felt anxiety when she wasn't with me. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel the same way with Michelle now, where it's like, like, even today, for example, I went disc golfing with Nick. And then I came home. She was in Mystic with her friends. And I was kind of home and I was like, should I just lay in bed? I was just like kind of feeling down. I don't know. I just like having her around. I get. Yeah. And maybe that's why I have that same attachment, like me with anxiety over my dog. Like having him around, making sure he's good. And that could also be another thing, wanting to, we talk about people pleasing pretty often, like making sure everyone's good near me. And when I don't have the ability to make sure everyone's good, I feel worthless. Mm. Ah, yeah, I see. For me, it's kind of the opposite because I got the same thing where I, I feel responsibility for other people and I want to people please. But for me, when nobody's around, I feel relief because then I don't have to try so hard anymore. Yeah, and I think maybe for me, I want to try harder to make sure. Like, I even see that when I'm hanging out with people that I don't, or even just hanging out with people in general. I always feel like I have to be the funniest. I have to be, like, I want to make sure everyone's good, everyone's having fun, and everyone likes me. Yeah. And when I don't have that, it's almost like, a, what do I do? Like, I'm Who am clu- I? Yeah, I'm just clueless. And that's a problem in itself, I think. I should be be comfortable and know who I am in the situations where I'm not doing that. It's interesting. Mm, I got to get back into therapy because it's been quite a few months. Clearly, because yeah. now it's like, I don't, I got to figure that out. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because I, I do feel like, yeah, now I'm questioning everything. I feel responsible for that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you a lot, Kyle. Come yeah. home, please. I need you here. Okay, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. You said coming, so that's why you get that. Oh, hey, come on. Yes. So, cut that out.
Leave it in, baby. Leave it in. All right. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Hmm. I really got to get back into therapy. This is the stuff I wasn't talking to my former therapist about. I need someone to dig. You'll dig and ask the questions. She was just like, what's going on? You can pay me if you want. I'm not going to pay you, but all right, I'll talk to you. I haven't <sighs> paid you for, what, almost 80 episodes now? You want me to start paying now? Actually, I owe you a bit, to be uh, fair. I said I was going to send you some money for our expenses, and I just never did. What an asshole I am. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up, but my pockets are fucking hurting. Yeah, yeah, well. I'll bring you. I'll bring you a sarong or something from Bali. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a five dollar thing over there. I owe you like three k. I'm gonna bring you some chocolate or some coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Kyle's the best. <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll just pay for all of our drinks when we go out. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I'm not too concerned. Um. Yeah. So I think we got a lot out this episode. I don't know how long we've been going. I feel like we could go for another two hours. I think it's probably about an hour, but yeah, it's been. Let's just make it a Rogan episode. I mean, we talked about shrooms. We might as well make it four hours. Well, the difference between me and Rogan is I got to pee. You want to stop or while I do that? Yeah, hold on. Hello. He's back. You know, maybe it would be a good time to stop. Because I think we've got some good momentum here and we can carry that into the next episode. Okay. We didn't do any relationship advice. That's fine. Those segments will come when they're needed. So if you're a big fan of them, sorry. Eh, Fuck you. Yeah, this is our show. We'll do what we want. Yeah. So like we said in the beginning, the Patreon is going to be open for the month of October. It's spooky season. We're spooky guys. And maybe some past posts. That's up to us. Yeah, and now that I've told my story, I can say what my series is about. My series is uh, perhaps quite predictably. It's uh, just going to be kind of moving through working on this issue and whatever that looks like. So my first episode that I recorded, I'm going to post it now. But it's not going to be unlocked until October 1st. Oh, yeah, that'll be. Sorry. Um, That'll be about my first therapy session, which... uh, or no, my second rather, where he helped me through this exercise that was very, very helpful and might be helpful for anybody with a variety of issues, uh, not just this one, but I talk about that in that episode. Ask your therapist if you can record a session, if you're comfortable with it. Oh, I wonder if I can do that on that platform. They have their own video thing, or I could just do screen recording. Hmm. Yeah, ask. If it's something you're comfortable with, I mean, that's obviously a thing where it's very personal and you might not want all of it in there, but you can cut it out or I don't know. If it's something you're into. Ah, I would be op- I would be up to it. I'm kind of an open book. I mean, what so, haven't we said on this podcast really? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Might be a good idea. It's an interesting idea, yeah. All right. Well, Kyle, I'll say this until you come home. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you. Me too, Chris. It's uh, just a month away-ish. Count down the days. All right. Patreon, Instagram, all that jazz. Blada, blada, blada. Kyle, I love you. Love you too, Chris. Find the stop.
This is life being bound to love.